Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. We have in our studio today Dan Geyer with Direct Hits Management, and on the phone with us today is Dr. Jim Harris with To a Higher Level. The first half of the show will be with Dr. Harris, and the second half with Dan Geyer. It's going to be fantastic. So I just want to thank you, Dr. Harris. Are you there on the line? I am, Jim. Good talking to you today, uh, my friend. It's just great to have you here, and I got Dan Geyer here in the studio. Dan, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me, Jim. Yeah, it's great. Dr. Harris, I do appreciate you calling in. It's too bad I couldn't have you in the studio. You know, I know Tallahassee's a long drive, but I'm grateful to have you here with us. You know, you've started this organization to a higher level, and you've written nine books. You're going on your 10th book, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about, a little bit about to a higher level? I'd be glad to, Jim. Thanks. Um, to a higher level really was birthed over the last four or five years in my business, when I frankly was going through a professional desert, I had written 10 books. The Lord had blessed me with some very good books, best-selling books, you know, Fortune magazine, best business book, and on and on and on. But I was getting stale. I had gone down that road, Jim, to success. And Dan, maybe you, you get this too. I'd gone down the road to success, always doing what I wanted to do for the Lord to glorify Him. But there was something missing. And finally, after going through this desert, through lots of devotional, lots of time, lots of prayer, lots of crying out, the Lord put in my heart this concept, this phrase, to a higher level. And it simply means in my business and what I have transformed my business into, 
It's helping people, and particularly leaders and their teams, move from success to significance. And even more specifically, Jim, really what To A Higher Level is all about, and I'm just at the forefront of making this happen, is to broadcast biblically-based business excellence. Men and women like, like us, we don't have a comparison-level alternative in the marketplace that has a biblical lens to success and significance. That's and to sure. a higher level, as, we, as it evolves, as the Lord, I pray, blesses it. I just want to get this baby started, see where he wants to take it. But I want us to be the comparison-level alternative to Fortune and Forbes and success and all those other fine secular print and, and digital um, newsletters. But I want us to have a place where Bible-believing believers can go and find what it really means to be significant. And just like what your company is all about, I want to encourage those men and women in the workplace to really glorify God. So your background as an executive, where did, where did you start and where did it take you? Well, in 1981, I graduated from the University of Florida. Go Gators! Oh, no, and, uh, enough of that. No, no, no. We don't have to go there. Hold oh. on. We were, we were 0 10 and 1 my first year there, so we've come a long way, baby, all right? After, after I graduated there with my doctorate, I moved to Denver, and I started my fast track in corporate America, Jim. I went through a variety of companies all the way up, and get this, I came back to, guess this, Pinellas County, and I was for five years a member of the Eckert corporate headquarters team where I helped lead all the executive and leadership development nationwide for that company. At the time I was there, we had 40,000 employees across 1,700 locations. We were $5 billion in sales and really a Fortune 250-sized company. After my five years with Eckerd, I stepped away and started now 21 years ago my own company. Um, the Jim Harris Group is where we began. And I started writing and reading and researching and speaking and advising and consulting some of the best-run companies in America. And over the last... 20 years, I've had a chance to speak to Walmarts and JC and um, uh, just uh, State Farm, IBM. I could go on and on and on with uh, so many great companies I've had a chance to work with Verizon. And now I'm shifting that focus, as I just mentioned, to go from success to significance. So I have about 30 years in business. Well, and, and it goes without saying you're on my show because Christ has made an impact on your life. Why don't you just take 30 seconds and just tell people how Christ made an impact on your life through all that, through all that uh, your, your time in, in the big wigs with all those Fortune 250 companies? The, the big, the, the, one of the biggest changes in my life was my, actually my second book, where God blessed it through the American Management Association by making it the spring selection at AMA. And that meant, Jim, as the spring selection, the book was entitled Getting Employees to Fall in Love with Your Company, Best Practices on Building a High-Performance Culture. It was shipped to 70,000 business executives worldwide. I had no idea that AMA even did that. They asked me if I wanted to be a part of that. And through just honoring him, that put me on the map, and that started everything. Now, I, I know because I've read it, you've just recently written your 10th book, what makes this book the best one? And I, I know the name of the book is The Impactor, and you've got a, you got a special story about it. So what makes this the best one? Well, I don't know if it's the best one. Thank you. I appreciate that. It, uh, it, it is a different one than I have ever written. My other 10 books have been traditional business, business best practice, leadership excellence, employee excellence type books, getting employees to fall in love with the company, finding and keeping great employees, etc. This book is my first attempt at a business novel. It's a parable. It's a story. 
but it's an accumulation story of the people and the companies, the good leaders I've seen and some of the mistakes that I've seen leaders make in a parable about one man who has a significant impact, not only with his employees, but also with his community and beyond, hence the name The Impact. You know, I, I started reading the book. I read the book last week. It was a great read. You know, it took me about three hours, uh, but The Impactor was definitely a great book. I thought you told me it was your 10th book, so it's actually your 11th book then. It's actually my 11th book. That's right. I just published uh, with uh, one of my strategic alliance partners my 10th book just uh, a couple of weeks ago. So The Impactor is really my 11th. All right. I apologize for getting that one wrong. Okay, so The Impactor, the 11th book that you've written, the focus is on those four overriding virtues uh, that Joe from Grayson HR models his company after. And I just want, before we go to break, you know, a lot of companies talk about you know, their core values, and you've written a book about four virtues. Why? Well, virtues, by definition, Jim, they're a special moral quality of excellence. A virtue is something that, 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 that's deep within the person. You know, it's, it may be based upon values, but it goes even deeper than that. In fact, virtues are that long-held, even high-level principle of life. It, it's the guiding compass. And when you think about virtues, virtues are those absolute lines in the sand. I mean, it's the places where you will not cross. Values kind of fluctuate. They're even almost secular, but virtues should never change. And so what I've written this book around and the leadership principles, the four virtues of the impactor, or indeed my model for transformational leadership. We have Dr. Jim Harris on the phone and Dan Geyer with us in the studio. We've been talking about the book that Jim recently just wrote called The Impactor. Jim, are you there? I sure am, Jim. I really appreciate you being on the show. Now, we were starting to talk about, you know, Joe from Grayson HR, the guy that you've written the parable about in the book. He, he, instead of uh, setting up his company based on four core values, he set them up on four core virtues or overriding virtues what you know what led joe to that decision well there's a lot of things that led to it but in joe's case it's really what he looked back on and all the stupid things he's seen leaders do in the past now jim you've seen leaders do some pretty stupid things haven't you i sure have (laughs) i've made a few myself yeah so have i that's called experience joe looked back on his life and saw all these stupid things leaders did including himself in this past And he decided that instead of focusing on that, what he wanted to do is create another list of what leaders must be to avoid doing those stupid things. And through his process, and actually this is part of my consulting process, he came up with four mega Bs, if you will, that really are virtues. And that's how the virtues were birthed. Okay, so I understand the virtues thing. At least, you know, it's a very different approach. Now, the virtues, what are they based on? They are based, in Joe's case, on biblical principles of excellence. Wow, so you're saying he got them right out of the Bible. So you're saying the Bible can be applied to business? <laughs> well, let's see, there's only about um, 66 books that have anything about how to run your business. So, yeah, that's right. Awesome. Okay, so <laughs> the four virtues, there's, there, there's four of them. What, was the, what are the four? And uh, let's talk about what, four, what the four are and the order that they're in. Excellent. The order for the four virtues are character, competent, courage, and commitment in that order. Okay, and why specifically in that order? Well, everything is based upon character. When it comes right down to it, people follow their leader's lead. 
it doesn't matter what values or you have on a wall or what you went off in some strategic weekend with a consultant that came up with a fancy vision and mission. That doesn't matter. What really matters is what the leader or the leaders do, how they act, how they react, how they be at work, and that's what people are going to follow. And it's all based upon character. Character is the depth of your moral conviction. Everybody has character. Everybody has some character. But the depth of those convictions to that character is what separates success from significance, what separates typical traditional leaders from transformational leaders. All right, so you go from character, then you go to competence and courage and commitment. Why those other three? Well, typically, most leadership gurus these days start with competence. Even when you look in the literature, what, you know, let's look at the skills. Let's look at all the, all the things a leader must have experience and knowledge in. That's well and good, but it misses the point. What's more important is the character. Competence is critically important. I suggest there are three major components of leadership character. Envision, engage, and execute. That's what leaders do. Leaders envision. What's the next step? They engage the people around them, and they execute for results. But it doesn't matter. If you have a lot of competence but low character, you're going to be a failure one way or the other. <laughs> All right, so what about courage? Courage, then, is the willingness to do something even when it's tough. It, it, it would be it's being willing to, to take action on your conviction. You could have a lot of competence, and you could even have a lot of character. But if you don't have the courage to do what you need to do, particularly when it gets tough, you're not going to do it. Your leadership will be sporadic at best. All right, so you start with character, then competence, courage, but you final, you end it with commitment. Tell me about that. Commitment is what I've seen not only over the last 30 years in my, in my business experience across the world, literally, but here's what it boils down to. Commitment is being dedicated to a long-term plan, being dedicated for a long-term course of action. And this is where believers in business have a huge, huge um, advantage over non-believers. Why? Our commitment is eternal. It's not just for this quarter's profit. It's literally for that person's soul for eternity. And you can have character and competence and courage, but if it's only for the short term, just to make this month's numbers, this quarter's numbers, just to get to my package that I can, my CEO package that I can leave the organization, no one's going to follow you for the long term. You're going to have minimum long-term impact. And let me, let me turn that around one more time, Jim. Let me tell you why character must come first and it's the most important. You know and I know, and I know Dan knows this too. Look at the headlines today. There are lots of people out there with competence and courage and commitment. Do you know what you call someone that has a lot of competence, a lot of courage, and a lot of commitment? You know what they're called today? I have no idea. Terrorists. <laughs> Terrorists. Okay, that's an interesting uh, spin on well, that. Well, think about that. Terrorists, highly competent. Terrorists, a lot of courage. Ter terrorists, they're committed, but they don't have character. That's the critical difference. So when you put these four together, here's what it comes out to be. And this is what the impact of It's a story. It's a parable is all about. Okay. Great. Now I got to I got to get you some really key information out there, so I got to cut you off a little bit, and I apologize. But you you mentioned some fantastic statistics within the book on Christians Christian businesses in the nation. Yes. Go through that one with me. There are 5.4 million organizations privately held in the United States with less than 500 employees, or 5.4 million. 
There are 4.1, or 75% of all Americans claim to be Christian. They may not be practicing, but they're professing. You do the math, that means there are 4.1 million organizations in the United States, privately held, less than 500 employees, that have at least one professing Christian. So that makes it so how many businesses, did you say, could actually be businesses that truly want to work on letting Christ's transformational power impact a business? How many businesses do you think there might be in the country? Well, I think, I'm using a very, very conservative estimate of 2%, just 2% of those 4.1 million. We look around, probably there are 2%, I would suggest more, of those 4.1 million that have leaders in significant positions that really want to honor Christ and do the right thing for the kingdom and business. 2% of 4.1 million is just under 100,000 companies. I suggest there's a minimum of 100,000 companies in the United States, less than 500 employees privately held, that want to have a major impact for Christ. Imagine being able to collect them in one place where we together can collectively help one another learn and be better in the business market for Christ. That's what Two Higher Level is all about. We want to be the connection hub, both digitally and relationally and educationally, for what I call those two percenters. Right, and you're talking about bringing those 100,000 people together in the thing you call in the book the Impact 500. And it's not a NASCAR race. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a, it, tell, tell me about it. Tell, you get about 30 seconds to talk about that, and we want to talk about to our, to our listeners how they can get the book. But talk, talk about the Impact 500. The Impact 500 is, is, a, is a concept that the Lord put on my heart that would be the comparison-level alternative to the Fortune 500 and the Inc. 500. The Impact 500, the 500 is not companies, that means years. These are the companies who want to have an impact long, long after that they may physically be in heaven. So the Impact 500 will end up being not only online resources, but live, face-to-face business conferences of Christians in business speaking to one another, coming together in collective in a major conference format to help share not, not just share the gospel, but share how to run their business better on biblical principles of excellence. You have a date for your first Impact 500 yet? You want to, I'll come down to Tampa. I'm ready to come. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're, you've got a special on this book right now. Talk to, about, talk to my listeners on how they can get this book right now. We're in the middle of what I'm calling the 40-day giveaway. Now, Jim, I wonder where I came up with 40 days. Got any, got any idea? Yeah, 40 days. Yeah, 40 days. Probably right out of the scriptures. <laughs> I think so. We're in the middle of a 40-day giveaway where I'm giving the book away for 40 days for free. All if right. You, I got, that's, come, a, that's a music, Jim, so I'm going to make it so I go really quick. You can go to toahigherlevel.com, toahigherlevel.com, and click on the book, The Impactor, and you can download it for free between now and what's the last day, Jim, they can get it? The end of May, okay. May 29th. Jim, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm sorry I had to cut you off, but go to toahigherlevel.com and click on The Impactor. You've been listening to Jim Brangenberg on the I Work For Him radio show. Now, in our studio, I have a good friend of mine, Dan Geyer, and he's the owner of Direct Hits Management. We're here to talk to him not only about his how Christ has impacted his life, but also about his business and how Christ has impacted his business. Dan, I, I appreciate you being on the show today. I also appreciate you being one of the show sponsors. Before we get to talking about direct hits, let's talk to our listeners about who you are. How did you become a follower of Christ? Well, Jim, uh, you know, like a lot of people, I was saved as a young boy, um, but then as a teen, I um, you know, discovered a lot of uh, the bad things in the world and fell away. And it really wasn't until I, um, until my wife gave birth to our first child that 
uh, it really flipped a switch with me, and uh, I started to catch a fire for the Lord and, and wanted to get closer to Him. That was about 12 years ago. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And it's great to have a life experience like that. They're just like, wow, okay, that's when my life started turning around. We're walking with Christ. Now, we met almost seven years ago. You just moved here from Detroit. Life was tough. Uh, God was really moving in your life. You know, Tell us about the adversity God allowed in your life and how it got you to where you are today. Well, Jim, um, as you know, I was uh, in my former life, I was a real estate investor. And uh, I really got caught in that real estate uh, bubble that burst back in 05, 06. It hit Detroit real hard. Um, basically, in that market crash, uh, we lost our business, we lost our homes, we lost everything. Uh, so when we came down here to Florida, um, we had no income, no cash, uh, a $1,500 lease payment, a uh, brand new business that needed cash, and uh, we basically had $5,000 uh, on a credit card was the only uh, cash and income that we had at all. Um, basically, I unpacked the moving truck. I had a wife and two small children, depending on me. Uh, and, of course, you know, panic started to set in. Uh, I didn't know how I was going to make it work. Um, by all human measures, uh, what we needed to do was going to be impossible. Um, we had found the church. Um, and uh, in your class, and uh, we invited you over to dinner. Um, we had already started to become friends with you and Martha, and basically I wanted to have you over and find out how you could get me out of this mess that I was in. Yeah, it was quite a conversation. I'll never forget it. And, you know, Martha and I had the opportunity for many years to teach Crown Ministries, and that was one of the things, as a result of going through Crown, you know, God really impacted your life. I mean, it, so the, during those last seven years, I've seen you grow so much as a Christ follower. You know, exactly what did God use to impact your life? Well, it was, it was really, uh, he gave, by stripping us of everything that we had material-wise, uh, material uh, I believe the biggest impact it had on my life is uh, he showed me how to be content uh, hmm. and how to, uh, and that uh, it wasn't money or income that I was really after. It was uh, needing God and, um, you know, that just enough is enough. You don't need to have any more than what we really uh, you know, need to get by. And that was that was the biggest thing that he did for us. What did you learn specifically from Crown Ministries about, about money and possessions when you were going through that? Well, it was, it was quite simple that, you know, prior to Crown Ministries, we had no uh, control on our cash flow at all. We just, uh, you know, bought what we wanted when we wanted, uh, never made uh, much worry about whether it was credit or cash. And uh, now we really think about almost every purchase before we make it. And um, we, we, we live debt-free now other than our mortgage. Um, uh, and just I can't even imagine going back to living under a mountain of debt again. <laughs> you know, you've got a fabulous wife and two great girls. What, what are their names? Uh, Chloe and Angelina. And your wife's name, of course. Stacy. Beautiful Stacy Geyer from Senior Helper. She's also one of the show sponsors. You know, after a failing business in Detroit, you know, what made you get back into business? I mean, because, you know, you, you got a family, you got a marriage that you're trying to protect, and you just had a horrible experience. I mean, the, if anybody knows anything about real estate, Detroit was one of the hardest hits, still one of the hardest hit areas in the country as far as real estate values. Why did you start another business? Well, Jim, you know, like you know, I don't really have a formal education. I do have many years of college, just none that ever really led to a degree. 
Uh, and so trying to live in Florida on, uh, you know, workers' wage is, is really a tough gamble. And so uh, we really needed to have a business in order to have enough money to, uh, you know, work with missions and do the different things that we wanted to do. Um, but it was it was really tough. I mean, I worked three jobs. Uh, my wife worked overnights at Target. Um, we really started the company with uh, with zero money. Our first company, our second company, we had a couple of bucks, uh, a little tiny bit to start it with, but not much. Uh, it was really hard on the family. Uh, it was a, it was a horrible time, and I wouldn't want to repeat and go through it. But I think uh, I'm stronger because of it, and. Uh, you know, God really worked on us uh, through that as far as uh, our level of contentment that we never had before. What else did God teach you? I mean, that's an incredible process you've been through. What else did God teach you through that? Those were, as you said, you don't want to live through it again. What was the thing that God taught you the most? I think the, the biggest thing he taught us was that no matter what, we can depend on him. Uh, you know, he took an absolutely impossible situation uh, you know, we were over $2 million in debt. We had no income. And, uh, you know, in less than seven years, turned that around, uh, you know, completely for us. Uh, we're able to go on mission trips. We're able to support missions overseas. We're able to, uh, you know, do a lot of things uh, that, you know, with excess money, you know, not that we have a ton of excess, but we're able to do things that we never even thought we could ever do uh, just because, you know, God's made it happen. You know, I think when we met that night, and I remember the night sitting around your table, I said, okay, well, you definitely have a God-sized problem, and it's going to take a, a God-sized miracle to solve that. And, and really, that's what you've seen, isn't it? Absolutely. I honestly have no other... Uh, uh, I have no other explanation for how it happened. Uh, we had many times, I had no idea how we were going to make payroll, no idea how we were going to eat, no idea, uh, you know, how we were going to get clothes, any of those things, how we were going to pay bills. I mean, it was really a, a total faith uh, move and a, and a total faith. Uh, it, it made us rely on God through that time. And um, we have to you know, now that things are more comfortable, we have to try to remember that at times as well. That, yeah. That. Dan was mentioning the, the church they found. We both go to First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, which is a fantastic community. If you're okay with the big church, but what we do is make it smaller as we're part of a connection group, which we call Family Matters, which is a fantastic group of about 50 couples where we get together and support each other as uh, husbands and wives and moms and dads. And we, as a class, we have, like I said, about 50 couples. They rotate in and out that have about 150 kids. So it's a, it's a great class, and it's been a very big encouragement for, for both of us. So this time, starting a business, did you? do things differently set up things differently i was a lot more conservative this time uh really my businesses don't get anything that the sales can't produce um they have to pay for themselves uh the businesses have no debt uh i won't allow it and um really i learned uh, i learned how to operate uh lean how to make sure that um not to uh, piddle money away in silly ways and just to make sure to maximize investment. And really what it did is um, all of that learning process was really what uh, created the Direct Hits Management Company that we're talking about today because really finding the online strategies at the lowest possible cost was my only way out of my horrible situation. And uh, so that actually 
uh, spurred on this uh, company that we're talking about today, which really was never in my plan. It was more of a company that I backed into um, just based out of sheer um, market demand and people looking for a solution that they couldn't find. Now, I know you and Stacy set up Senior Helpers. That's your, that's your number one business you're talking about. And as a result of needing to be able to get the right web exposure for Senior Helpers, you couldn't find the right marketing firm to do it. And so you just decided to do this on your own. Yeah, exactly. We um, we couldn't afford uh, a company to do it, first off and foremost. And even if we could, we couldn't find a company uh, that really had the expertise in our market to be able to do it. Dan, you've really been uh, doing an awesome job being transparent and sharing from your story on how Christ impacted your life and really where, how God got you to where you are today. You know, you started up this business, Direct Hits Management, as a direct need for your other business, Senior Helpers. Before we get talking about Direct Hits Management, how has your walk with Christ impacted your your business practices within Direct Hits Management? Well, I, I think uh, I don't see a disconnection between my faith and what we do in business. I just I don't see it being I'm the same person, whether I'm at church on Sunday, church on Wednesday night, in my office, uh, at home with my wife, I'm the same person any which way you look at it. So I don't believe that Christ called us to uh, lead a, a, a double standard. Uh, so I hold myself to the same standards in business that I do uh, with with anybody that I interact with. And I think that that's um, it's, it's rare. It's rare to find that. And so uh, and I don't do it because I want credit or because I think anybody should do it. I, I do it because that's how I can sleep at night. Awesome. Well, and really, we talked about that on last week's show, the difference between sacred and secular and people compartmentalizing their faith. And it's not, that's not what Christ called us to do. Christ called us to be for Christ, no matter where we are, no matter whether we're in business or at home or on a picnic or on vacation, we're supposed to be who Jesus is living through us, affecting everybody and everywhere we transact. So I really appreciate that. Tell me about direct hits management. Tell me about the business. Well, essentially what we do at Direct Hits Management, we become an interpreter uh, for a business. Uh, typically we work with small businesses, um, smaller operations, and we become uh, an interpreter between that business and the technology firms out there. Um, what's sorely missing in this industry is most business owners don't know enough about internet and internet marketing to even know what they need, what to ask for, and how to go about getting it. Uh, the problem with most technology firms out there is they're very good at technology, they're very poor at business, or don't understand how businesses generate leads or turn leads into clients. Uh, so what I become for my clients is I become the person that learns their business, understands exactly how their business works in order to give them the best bang for their buck in being found online to generate leads that actually turn into clients. So what really separates you from your competition when it comes to what you do at Direct Hits Management? Well, the fact that I understand both sides of the coin. I understand enough about the technology to get those things in place that we need but I also take the time to learn the business end of it so that we don't overdo things that aren't necessary or we don't spend money that shouldn't be spent. We don't target the wrong customers. For instance, in my business and senior helpers, uh, we target uh, females between 55 and 70 years old. Um, 
and a lot of people would think, well, why do you do that? Well, they're the ones that are making the decisions for our 85 to 90-year-old clients. I don't want to have marketing pushed out towards my 85 to 90-year-old clients who aren't online very often. We're looking for those 55 to 70-year-old females. That's our target market. So with any company we work with, we're first going to define what's your target market. We need to find out who we're going after. All right, so you're doing search engine optimization. You're doing Google clicks, right? You're, are you doing website development too? Uh, we can get website development done as well. Um, it's not our focus, although okay. we do have that as a uh, as part of our packages if the person needs a website. Uh, we do focus a lot of our energy on uh, paid search campaigns through Google. Uh, we do some search engine optimization as well. Uh, and we also do uh, social media maintenance and construction. So you're talking Facebook, Twitter, all yeah, those other... Essentially, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube are the big three. And YouTube. Okay. So why should a business use direct hits management versus one of your competitors? Well, it depends on what you're doing. If you're a small business and you need an affordable solution to get online and you want to maximize your dollars... You're going to need to work with a company that understands your business and takes the time to do that. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, I'm actually going to come out and I'm going to meet with you, and I'm going to talk with you about your business first before we ever talk about an approach to the Internet. Uh, that's something that uh, my clients have said to me is, is uh, that I'm the only person around that does that. And so that's something that's very unique about my company. So how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can uh, email me at daniel at directhitsmanagement.com. Uh, Direct Hits Management is all spelled out. Uh, they can get on my website, directhitsmanagement.com, or they can call at 727-210-1415. Again, that's 727-210-1415. Uh, and I do run a lean operation, so if you do get uh, my machine, please leave me a message. I will return your call. All right, so the website is directhitsmanagement.com. So that's directhitsmanagement.com. Or your email address is Daniel, just like the book of the Bible, Daniel at directhitsmanagement.com. Daniel at directhitsmanagement.com. Or the phone number is 727-210-1415. Dan, I really appreciate you being on the show today. And I appreciate you sharing from your heart and being transparent and, and really just letting people know, okay, here's the here's your story. Here's where you've walked for Christ, with Christ and, and where he's taken you. And, and it's cool, I, you know, as your friend, and as a, as a business owner, I understand what you've gone through, and I'm thrilled to death to, to be alongside you. It's been awesome. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. You know, the next part of our program, Dan's still in the studio with us, but we've we got to move on to talking about books that we're recommending this week. These are some books that I really recommend that you get as part of your library. This part of the program is brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Each week, we like to highlight a couple of books that, we, that will help you gain perspective on incorporating Christ into your workplace. Karis Christian Books and Gifts is located inside the campus of the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks right there on Ulmerton Road in Largo. Their 2,400 square foot store is open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcharis, that's spelled C-H-A-R-I-S, shopcharis.com. Charis is the uh, Greek word for grace, and so it's shopcharis.com. All right, the first book, of course, is The Impactor by Dr. Jim Harris, our guest from the first half of the show. This is a fantastic read. Like I said, I read it in about three hours. It's really inspiring and really the life story of so many Christian business owners I know. Flawed and imperfect, the Christian business owners I know just want to make an impact for Christ in their business, but they don't know how. Using the four virtues 
virtues of character, competence, courage, and commitment that are spelled out in this book, every Christian business owner should be able to take the practical words of Scripture and incorporate that message into the organization. You can download that book for free today at toahigherlevel.com. That's toahigherlevel.com. You'll see a picture of the impactor in the upper right-hand side. Click on it, and it'll give you the options for downloading the book. The second book that I finished reading last week was God in the Marketplace, 45 Questions Fortune 500 Executives Ask About Faith, Life, and Business by Henry and Richard Blackaby. Everybody's pretty familiar with Henry Blackaby, the Blackaby Brothers. Uh, Experiencing God was one of their great books. Uh, it asks questions like, what is God's ultimate goal for my life as a business person? How do I apply biblical principles to my business? How can I balance work and family? How should I invest myself in the church? I've read both these books. They're awesome books. Next week's show, make sure you tune in. We've got two special guests, Eric Most with Most Insurance, one of our show sponsors and a very good friend of mine, and my lovely bride, Martha Brangenberg with Karis Christian Books and Gifts. They're both going to be sharing from their hearts about how they're able to allow Christ to impact the workplace. We're also going to be talking about a couple of great books. So consider your position, your job, or your business. Answer these questions for me this week while you're waiting for next week's show. Have you ever taken the time to consider your corporate virtues? What would it take to implement them in your business? Have you ever considered using the Bible as your corporate guide? Are you willing to be a two percenter? One of those two percent that Dr. Harris was talking about that stand for, up for their faith for Christ in their business. Thanks to Dr. Jim Harris with toahigherlevel.com for being on the show today and talking about his book, The Impactor. Remember, you can download that for free at toahigherlevel.com. Thanks also to my friend Dan Geyer with Direct Hits Management. Dan and his team can transform your corporate web image and get you noticed fast and affordably. Please find Dan and his team at the web at directhitsmanagement.com. Please check out our website, the iworkforhim.com website. There are all kinds of great resources on the site and links to all of our show sponsors. I really want you doing business with our our show sponsors iworkforhim.com you can also like us on facebook just search for iworkforhim email me at jim at iworkforhim.com that's jim at iworkforhim.com if you want if you have someone you'd like uh, to share some information you'd like to share with me or someone you'd like to connect me with i want to get people on the show that are learning to allow that transformational power of christ to impact their lives their family and their workplace i need you to introduce them to me you've been listening to the i work for him show with your host jim brangenberg i'm a christ follower i own my own business and i am an employee i work for him people really change you're missing you'll always be the same and you